Hello, you're listening to the podcast. This is Coffee and Books. My name is Scott. I hope all of you are doing well. Happy Saturday evening. Uh, for those of you who are new to this podcast, this podcast is where I talk about everything under the sun, from books to coffee to music, you name it, I like to talk about it. So if you haven't already, please feel free to hit the subscribe button and feel free to email me at scott, that is scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16, at yahoo.com. Now, I like to talk about different series, and one of my favorite series right now is The Seven Deadly Sins. If you haven't already, this is Volume 5. I de- dedicate an episode to each book in the series. So there's about 40 of them total. We're on Book 5 right now. I hope to continue to keep adding to the series. Uh, so anyway, Volume 5, we're going to talk about where we left off. But if you haven't already at this point, you want to start with Volume 1. Of course, if you have any questions along the way, I recommend also there's a television show to check out. Um, all the series comes from Japan. Um, it's awesome because it has to deal with uh, magic and it has to deal with fantasy and uh, you know some heroics uh, that takes place during the Middle Ages. It's pretty awesome in a lot of different ways. So where we last left off was um, at the end of Volume 4 and in the beginning of Volume 5, we find our main protagonist, the villain Hendrickson. Hendrickson is actually a holy knight who is in charge of the kingdom and he is creating a new army of what's called the New Generation. Uh, these are super soldiers or super holy knights that have charged up power. And he is now going to reveal how he's giving this power out. So it turns out Hendrickson has two new members added to his squad of the New Generation. And he is testing them with them drinking the blood of a demon. So where did he find this demon? He explains that he found this demon in the Fairy King's forest. This was the same demon that Ban fought during our last episode. If you remember correctly, Ban was a human who had entered the Fairy King's forest and had met a fairy, Elaine, who he fell in love with. Um, He decided that when he was with her, instead of stealing the fountain of youth, you know, the cup elixir of life, he would spend his time with her. Of course, a demon attacked their world and... Ban was gravely injured, uh, gravely injured, as well as Elaine. Elaine sacrificed herself so that she could save Ban's life by using this elixir. He is cursed with immortality, and everyone thinks he is responsible for killing Elaine and ending the Fairy King's rule. In all actuality, it was a demon who did this. Hendrickson found this demon's body and used it for its secret powers which we find out that he's been drinking the blood of this demon to achieve greater power and become a part of this new generation of holy knights. He explains that when he initially found this demon, he found crows that were drinking the blood of it as it became more powerful. Gulia is a member of the new generation who has become extremely powerful from drinking this blood. The new people, Jericho, decides to drink this blood as well, as well as another member of a previous member of the uh, holy knights. Meanwhile, the sins arrive in the town of Visal. Just a quick side note, only Jericho survived that. So the other holy knights are drinking this blood of the demon die. Okay, so where were we? Meanwhile, the sins arrive in the town of Visal. They are searching for a weapon that nobody can wield. A secret weapon. It is likely Diane's weapon. Diane and Elizabeth stay back, um, and they go to the tavern while the others go in town. Uh, Diane and Elizabeth talk about making dinner for them, and they go off and adventure into the forest. The others in town run into a drunk old geezer who tells them about how there's a sacred treasure. Uh, the sacred treasure is the grand prize of the fighting festival. The others decide to enter the fighting festival and enter the qualifying round. In chapter 31, 
Helm is the official. Helm is a miniaturized helmet that literally talks. It's actually quite funny. Helm is the official that explains that the last eight people to make the semifinal, or the last eight people standing will make the semifinals. The eight are chosen. So we find the first round after straws are picked is Griamore versus Matrona, a woman fighter. Matrona is a mysterious lady in a cloak and a hat. We don't quite see who she is. Griamore is actually the holy knight and bodyguard for the princess Veronica, who is in town looking for Elizabeth. The second round is Hauser, the holy knight, versus Taizo. Taizo is the previous champion for the last three years. Hauser, as I mentioned before, is a holy knight and friends with Gil Thunder. Uh, the band then explains briefly that none of them were actually entered under their real names. The third round is Kane versus Old Fart. Kane is the old drunk man from before who told him about the festival, and Old Fart is Kane. Uh, sorry, as uh, King. That's what I meant. The Old Fart is King. All right, there we go. Last but not least, we have our final round, which is Meliota versus Bane, which is Meliotis versus Ban. Hauser thinks that they are the seven deadly sins, but changes his mind because he thinks Meliotis looks too young. The others think he's quite an idiot for thinking this. The first match begins, and Helm asks Matrona to remove her cloak, revealing that she is actually a member of the Seven Deadly Sins, revealing that she is wearing the waitstaff outfit that the others wear, such as Elizabeth. Um, in Chapter 32, Grimoire proves to be stronger and bigger, but Matrona is much faster. Grimoire uses a magic bubble spell to try to push her out of the ring. Matrona fall, focuses all of her effort on one punch and breaks the bubble, and he knocks Grimoire out of the ring. Her hat falls off, revealing that it's actually Diane as a normal-sized person instead of a giant. In Chapter 33, a miniature Elizabeth is actually hiding in Diane's cleavage, wondering what on earth is happening. King sees Elizabeth. Diane calls him a perv and slaps him. She recalls that they were making dinner and recalls the story of what happened. They go enter the forest and they find a mushroom that is actually magical. It sprays them and they both shrink down to a different size. Diane decides that she's going to enter the festival after wearing Elizabeth's clothes. Um, Elizabeth is miniature size. Diane then jumps into Meliodas' arms and she wants to be groped like Meliodas does to Elizabeth. And she begins to get upset that Meliodas won't do it. He gives her head pats and explains that she's a member of his team, and he won't do that to her, but he only wants to do that to Elizabeth. Um, she then asks if he wants to make babies, and he declines, of course. Uh, meanwhile, Hauser is easily destroying Taozo, the previous champion. Champion. He uses a wind punch, or called Rising Tornado, to end the fight. A third match begins, and Hauser determines that Kane and King are actually no threat to him. He leaves to go find Princess Veronica and Grimmore. Kane and King are both pathetically weak. Kane wins after pushing King out, of, out physically out of the match. Meliodas and Ban now enter the ring. And Ban asks Meliodas in Chapter 34 to not go easy on him. Ban recalls the time that the captain actually found him in prison. Ban was imprisoned for killing the fairy king's sister and after drinking the cup of immortality. He was blamed for doing this. He has been executed 33 different times. Meliodas convinces Ban to follow him on his journey, and that's how they began their story together after Meliodas fights him. Everyone is shocked about how powerful they both are. They're both quick and strong. They're breaking boulders and doing all kinds of magical feats. Meliodas is way stronger, but with Ban's invincibility and using a special strength to sap the power, 
He contains the captain and adds to his strength through his own. In chapter 35, Ban uses as much strength as he can. With one blow, he attacks the captain. Meliodas is still completely able to overwhelm this power. In chapter 36, Ban decides to push his power to the max. King explains that he's in trouble because uh, the captain cannot use a full counterattack on physical attacks. In a blink of an eye, a huge explosion happens. Ban is out of the ring. Meliodas wins. Diane saw very quickly, as it was slowed down for our eyes, that Meliodas transformed. His sin appeared where he had a tattoo on his forehead that was in the shape of a spiral. Uh, his eyes go black. We're not sure what exactly this means, but he, his blows are very powerful and rapid, and they push um, Ban out of the ring. Next up, we have Hauser and Diane. Diane gives Elizabeth to Meliodas to look after. She tells him, Elizabeth tells uh, Meliodas that she was worried about his safety during the last match. Hauser does not believe in fighting women. He uses his riding tornado, rising tornado to try and blow Diane out of the ring. Diane is able to dodge them. Meanwhile, Guilla and Jericho, the new generation soldiers, are on their way to Visal to find the seven deadly sins. In our bonus story, we're given the background behind Guilla, who's training to be a holy knight so that she can redeem her father, who's been, um, how do I say this? Uh, he's at a disadvantage and he's been shamed into leaving the holy knights. In order to protect and her brother and her father, Guilla decides to train to be a holy knight enters the service of Hendrickson. Hendrickson then says that even if it means her own life, she will die doing whatever he says in order to protect her brother. And that is the ending of this particular volume, chapter, or rather, volume five. Now, what did I like about this series? Uh, perhaps my favorite uh, chapters in this particular novel uh, is especially the battle between Meliodas and Ban. Why did I like this the most? Uh, this is the most action, and this is starting to reveal a little bit more of the backstory of Meliodas and his power and how powerful he really is. Uh, we see that the characters each have their own unique traits and abilities. Personally, I find Ban's uh, fascinating, invincibility, and able to sap other people's strength. But as we see, that's not everything. Even with this incredible well of power, that goes into Ban, he's still not even able to come anywhere close to defeating Meliodas. And we'll soon see why that is later down the road. Uh, we see that he is transformed slightly now, so we're not sure what that even means, so that's a mystery. And, uh, you know, we want to know what these sacred treasure weapons do for them. We don't know about this yet. Uh, all this is going to be explained in more in the next volumes. Um, in particular, I definitely would recommend this series, of course. It's by Kadash Kodansha Comics, uh, you know, which is, you know, like I said, pretty awesome. It's rated T for Teen. Um, I got this series on Thrift Books, uh, which you can get anywhere in the world, which is pretty awesome. Um, I have free shipping if you spend a little bit over, I think, $10. So definitely recommend Thrift Books. Definitely recommend the series. Uh, so like I said, that is all for Volume 5, and I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. Um, it's brought to you by me, Scott, and I uh, hope everyone has a wonderful night. Thanks for listening.